Welcome to another episode of The Shift with Elena Agar. Today, I speak with Paul Sambar. He is a man with a remarkable career path that took him from a passion for architecture to the business realm, and then into psychotherapy, and then into this emerging field of executive coaching and leadership development. And the playful twist here is that he actually uses Lego serious play in his work today. And so if you are skeptic about those colorful bricks and the impact they have on your own personal and professional development, this episode is definitely for you. Uh, Paul will share how these bricks have become a cornerstone in his uh, coaching methods, as well as enhancing organizational and personal growth. We're also going to peel back the layers of therapy versus coaching, exploring how Lego can provide tangible outcomes for those seeking to address present and future challenges. It is a very playful uh, way to get people engaged. And I think, again, if you're a skeptic, definitely check out this episode. And furthermore, Paul is going to unpack for us the cognitive science that underscores the value of Lego series play and how this activity can ground us in a digital world. I learned quite a bit. Uh, it was a really insightful conversation. Lego series play is something that I've used in the past, but I didn't really understand the benefit of it as deeply as I do after this chat. So if you're interested in a dynamic career and transformation and just, you know, uh, the coaching world that's out there, this episode is for you. Check it out. And as always, let me know what you think. Paul, welcome to the Shift Podcast. Thank you so very much. I'm honored to be here. You and I both, I'm actually very excited to talk to you because you're doing some really awesome things within the learning and training space. But before you dove into this world, you were actually a psychotherapist, right? And then you changed to being kind of certified coach. And now you're using this hands-on thinking, using Lego serious play. I want to know more. Yeah. Um, I jokingly... Uh... Uh, refer to it as a fortunate series of overcorrections, and if I can somehow organize myself enough, uh, that book will will finally get finished with that same title. Uh, I actually started off wanting to be an architect. That was really what I wanted to do when I was young. I loved using my hands and building things. I loved being really precise about what I was creating. Uh, with hindsight. Now I look back upon that time, I was I was very much trying to control my environment because there was a bit of chaos going around outside in my youth, but but that's that's just part of growing up. Uh, so I wanted to be an architect and I went to school originally for that and realized very quickly that um, that as much as I loved building, it just it wasn't quite right. And so I actually very quickly switched to the business world. My dad was a, a an accountant. I thought, well, that's what I'll do, follow in his footsteps. And and as much as I loved the business world, I I was pretty altruistic, <laughs> more so then than I am now as a as a young person. And and I realized just how much I wanted to help the person rather than help their wallet. And so uh, my next overcorrection, if you will, was to leave the business world. I worked in startups and uh, after finishing with my undergrad business <clears throat> and I overcorrected and became a, a psychotherapist. And I absolutely loved learning about my why, learning about why I did things, why people do anything. And I, and I loved, mm. I loved so much the idea that 
around the that one-on-one -on -one work that I did as a therapist where where I looked at it as a win-win relationship. I I realized and you know, it was a bit cloudy, but I I thought back then that the business world everything felt very transactional or very or very zero sum game where where if I won you lost and I and that win-win relationship really felt right for me. And so a therapist I became. <laughs> and I'm happy to keep going. <laughs> but um Yeah. No, yeah, tell but, me tell me more. So like that's that yeah. first of all, I love that I love it. And a lot of my audience are people who are just, you know, going through so much change and very multidimensional individuals. So I think it definitely speaks to everything this podcast is about. But what I'm curious about is okay, so you did the uh, you went into psychotherapy and you did that. And then how did you then transition and uh now you kind of almost made a full circle. So you're building, yeah. but maybe just using Legos, but in a different way, right? So we're, how did that come taking, around? Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're very astute. And, and yeah, so you see the kind of full circle that that overcorrection and overcorrection actually brought me back all the way to the beginning, right? So, you know, I spent about seven, eight years working towards becoming a therapist in, in the state of California. It takes quite a bit of time and and as I was getting closer to that end of licensure, you know, I realized that that I'd actually moved a bit too far away from my passions, which mm -hmm. was really I did love being in the being in leadership, being in the business world, and also building things, being creative and using my hands. And so I kind of uh, moved back towards the business world. I, I still think you know uh, executive coaching and and. And leadership development has so many roots in, in psychology. It's just a little bit different, more positive psychology focus. But I did move back and, and, and realized that, you know, in between, in between business and, 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 and building things and, and, and psychology was this wonderful place of, of executive coaching and leadership development. And what I really ultimately realized is that I was always an architect. It was just a different medium. Mm. I left the idea of building wood and concrete structures mm -hmm. and realized that it was actually about helping to build leaders. Mm -hmm. And more so, my passion was using my hands to help them build and create who they wanted to become. And that's where that's where Lego series play comes in, which uh, I'm happy to share more about, but really it, it did my journey. And, and that's why I call it a fortunate series of overcorrections. And of course, what is that? That's just a reframe, right? <laughs> a reframe of all the, the, well, I failed at that. And then I failed at that. But then when I look back, I said, you know what? It all had a purpose to get me to where I am today, a, an architect of leaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. It's definitely like it's really it's a uh, it's a very nice kind of journey that you've had so far, and and you keep going. You never know where you know you're gonna keep going from this as well. Yeah, yeah, we keep building, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and the wonderful thing is that we can is that is that you know through the power of growing and 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 evolving, we can we can we can look at what we built and break it apart and build it build it better, right? It's about it's about you know that that the wonderful ways that that failure 
which has such a, a negative connotation, right? Of course, but but there are so many wonderful ways to, to fail. It's about learning, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Define for us a little, tell us a little bit about Lego Sears Swift for those people who are listening. You're like, what is, you yeah. know, we know Legos, we know Sears, but what, what is it all <laughs> about and how are you using yeah. this in leadership development? Yeah, yeah. So, so Lego Series Play does come from the people at Lego. I must say, I do not work for them. They have, they created this organizational development tool and they actually created it for themselves when they were struggling as a company in the early to mid nineties. And they looked within to figure out, well, how do we regain our footing as a great toy company, as a child of the of the mid 80s and, and early 90s, I knew I left my Lego behind and started playing with action figures. And so I totally understand their story and why they were struggling. Mm. They looked within and figured out that while, yes, we all have this notion and an idea of, of building with Lego that became really popular, especially uh, during the pandemic when we sat at home and we had nothing to do but play with puzzles and, and build things, right? Um, but the idea of Lego Serious Play is not about building things, right? I grew up building, you know, cars and planes and houses with Lego. That is that is playing with Lego and building a thing. Mm. Lego Serious Play is about building our emerging thoughts and ideas. We are meaning-making creatures. If, if something doesn't have meaning, we want to give it meaning because it gives our life meaning that the things around us have meaning. And we're also storytellers. And sometimes some of us are challenged by being able to share a story, especially when, when it's a there's feelings and things that are activating us internally when we're sharing the story. But when we can build an artifact of our thought, so no longer building a plane, but built putting a, a couple bricks together and saying, these few bricks mean taking flight and my career is taking flight right now. Mm -hmm. And when I can hold that artifact in my hand and talk about it instead of talking about myself some people are better able to feel anchored in their ability to share the story mm -hmm. one because they're they're not as associated into the feelings because they're talking about it instead of i mm -hmm. because because they're they're applying meaning to the different bricks and the different things that they're able to hold in their hand and then the powerful thing is that life and so much of leadership and so much of the work that we do is about, about how we connect our thoughts and ideas to other people's thoughts and ideas. Mm -hmm. And when they're words, we can talk about them and talk about, you know, maybe in a nebulous way how they connect. But when we actually, let's say you and I build our idea or thoughts about what we're trying to accomplish if we're on a team together. Mm. We actually connect our thoughts and talk about how they connect. You're actually building a three-dimensional representation of, of a conversation. And that makes it so much more powerful and deep. And also the words and thoughts don't float away. 
because they're tangible imbued in those Lego bricks. Hmm. I get excited about this because I, I've seen so many transformative conversations uh, happen through the power of Lego serious play methods. Hmm. Well, listen, I've observed a few of those and I have not seen a group of adults turn into playful children <laughs> faster than I have when they're building Legos. That's all I have to say. But it's 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 a lot of fun. But I'm curious and I'm probably not wording this question correctly. So it's just going to come out as is. But I wonder from your just experience with, you know, people in therapy and all of that, um, if there's a piece of us subconsciously that probably comes out through this, because when you're built, because it, we're, it's so difficult to your point, so difficult to open up, especially in the workplace and especially for leaders. And I wonder yeah. how much, you know, if you've seen anything that come through where people were even surprised, they're like, well, I'm not sure where it's coming, but here time. it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 One. Uh, just piggybacking on what you just shared, when you put a group of people in a room and give them some toys, yes, there's going to be some resistance. There'll be a couple people that are like, what are you making me do right now? And and in my mind, I go, oh, that person needs it more than anybody here, right? Because at its core, we're all just big kids, right? Yeah. No, pretending we, to be adults. Pretending to be adults, right? I talk to people, I say, you know, were you having more fun in your life when you were when you were nine or 39? And mm -hmm. generally people are like, it was probably more fun when I was nine. Well, why was that? It was that way because we were, because anything was possible and because we were using our imagination and also most importantly, to get back to your question, we were using the amazing knowledge that lies in our hands. We have so much knowledge that exists in our embodied cognition, uh, how I like to refer to it, right? I know when I'm working with a team or even maybe an executive and we're working one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes I just see them as, as heads walking in a room. And let's say we have a six-month executive coaching engagement sometimes it's just a win if if they want if i see them leave and it's a whole body they're slightly <laughs> more in touch with what is happening below their neck right mm -hmm. you know logic gets you far in life but without without marrying logic with emotion without that bridge that connects the two we are not whole humans and so to back to your statement when you put a group of people in a room and you have them, you have them just connect not only with themselves, but also with each other and do it with their hands. It grounds them. It also kind of allows them to step back into what it was like to be nine, to, to think about possibilities and back to that notion where we are meaning-making creatures. You know, I, I I train people in how to use Lego serious play in one-on-one -on -one coaching and 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 I and I and I run other programs and I tell people, listen, you know, if somebody is talking about their Lego artifact, just be curious about about, you know, if they were tapping on that brick a couple extra times say what what does it mean what what's going on right now that you're tapping on that brick and and what invariably what i will what the client will share is well you know what i wasn't really i nothing really came 
But now that you ask this and this and this, because we love applying meaning. Mm -hmm. We love making a connection to who we are and when and when we can externalize those thoughts and ideas and feelings and, and notions and, and, and desires in and imbue them in these tangible objects, we are, we're, like I said, we're better anchored and able to see how I can connect with, with you or with the team. Hmm. So. You've done this with, you know, several kind of fortune 500 companies. How yeah. has the, have you seen a shift in reception of, uh, you know, using Lego series, but I'm just curious, have you seen it evolve? Because I've seen a lot of different things and it's still not as popular. I feel as it should be. We're still stuck in like old ways of training and doing stuff. So I'm just curious if what have you seen in this area? You know, I really have seen a, a, a pretty big shift. And, and of course, we'd love to, to you know, blame or, or give a test to, to the pandemic for a lot of it. But so much of it, when people just realize, you know, what truly is important and, and who am I, right? Mm -hmm. And what do I really want? And I think companies are, are obviously, you know, the culture of a company is just a summation of all the people. And I think companies and organizations are really more inclined to to wanna to wanna know to wanna allow people to really bring their full selves, right? You know, mm -hmm. I know twenty plus years ago, I didn't feel like I could bring my full self to work, which is why I left to go get a master's in psychology, right? But now I think it's it's much different, and now just the notion of of allowing allowing more play purposeful play right mm -hmm. not just play for right. the same play but but allowing more of this idea of play and and the notion of <clears throat> Simon Sinek talks about the the infinite games it, it it was brought up much before he he wrote about it a little bit but this notion of back to that idea of a zero sum game where you know so much of the of the business world and organizations it it did I think in the past more, it, it was more transactional, but you see now with, with people and, and, you know, not to get too much into social justice, but how just how important it is for people to be able to, you know, a lot, you know, love the companies they work for or the products they buy mm -hmm. and how much, how much the idea of, of people and the importance of who they are as to why that why companies are focusing more on on allowing different types of of ways of working in it's not just this zero sum you know binary thing it's both and and play purposeful play is such a wonderful way to bring the both and into mm -hmm. the working it's serious because it's work mm -hmm. but it's also play that's the book. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, I think it's a nice it's a nice combo and I think it's again uh, there is something and I wonder I guess if it depends on a learner but there is something with using your hands and visualization aspect of legacy like, play and it's also you know like you can't replace that with an online module type thing right or I mean maybe in some case but rarely right depends on the yeah. topic but 
And I think that's the, as we, and, and listen, I love technology. I wrote my master's thesis on, on online communication and the, <laughs> and the relationships between the, the, the client and therapist or and now in this case, coach and, and client. And, and so I love technology and I love using it. And I think that the more and more we, we move towards the digital, the more important the analog is. And so, so I just say, listen, uh, do all that digital stuff. It's great. It's important. And don't, don't forget about the humanness of, of what it means of what we're all doing this here for. Right. And, yeah. and so Lego, and it just, you know, I jokingly say, unless you just, unless you just stepped on a Lego, pretty much everybody has a positive mental image of Lego. And so it's, it's really helpful to, to bring that in. And, and like I say, usually it's that company that's like, oh yeah, we don't do those type of things. Usually those are the companies that need it the most. <laughs> they usually probably enjoy them the most as well. Once they, once, once they, they actually do it. Story, yeah that we don't do that or or that's too woo right yeah and so that's why you know i the wonderful thing about lego serious play it is deeply steeped in evidence-based you know neuroscience and and psychology there are tons of research papers um based on on the hand mind connection based mm. on metaphor and meaning making and so you know for those very analytical process orientated organizations i just say you know here here's some <laughs> here's some research you know i'm not just coming i'm not a clown coming in to blow <laughs> up you know i'm coming in to do some really interest really detailed work just doing it differently mm -hmm. and that's yeah. what you know generally the the answer to the problem lies somewhere inside of the question or inside of the problem and it's and it's our work as as facilitators or as coaches or or as trainers to help to help people just view the situation differently with a new set of eyes mm -hmm. and so this tool because it is very much it, it take moving out of just the head and into the whole body and using these these amazing tools at the end of our arms it allows people to to see the same situation with a different set of eyes. And generally the answer will appear when you see the situation with that new perspective. Mm. With, with 2024 and just like everything that's just going on with innovation, stuff like that, is there anything happening with Lego Sears play like that you're excited about or like what are some cool things that are happening this year for you? Yeah, well... So Lego Serious Play is very much an OD tool. It's very much a one-to-many culture team organization tool. And I use it for that purposes. Mm -hmm. I am, back to my, my story, I am passionate about those intimate one-on-one -on -one conversations, you know, as a therapist and, and the majority of my work being uh, as, a, as an executive coach one-on-one. -on -one really what what's most exciting for me is 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 the 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 framework that i've spent uh, really it feels like a few decades putting together but really just in, in the last 3 4 years taking my experience as a therapist and my my decade plus as a as a coach to build a framework specifically for 
for for one-on-one coaching uh, mm-hmm. with this framework. So that's what's most exciting for me. Of course, I'm biased. It's something that I create. Yeah. But um, is it is it using Lego series play as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. It, it is. So Lego series play is, like I said, it, it the foundations of it is a one-to-many tool, right? Right, right? One being a facilitator working with a working with an organization or with a team. Mm-hmm. I, and so when we work one-on-one using this methodology and the framework that I've developed, it's much more of an iterative process where where my client may build what's on their mind. And, and here's a very brief explanation of the framework. They build what's on their mind. And, and that's just like any coaching conversation where, where, you know, hopefully the client has reflected on a challenge, a problem, a, a situation, a something, mm-hmm. and they build it. Instead of just thinking and talking about it, they actually build the artifact and they share it with me. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about, well, how would you like to see it? And mm. these conversations, whether it's with a team or, or an individual, especially, you know, with coaching, it is a from here to there conversation, right? Therapy generally is a from here, go to the past, figure out what was in the past so we can heal the present, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas coaching is much more about you are here. Where is it that you want to go? What's in the way? What do you help you get there? And so the way the framework works is they build what is, and then we help them figure out what if Mm. they would like to have. But instead of just talking about it, they build it. And Mm. so when they have that, they have that what is, and then they build the what if, a liminal space, that a space of unknowing, of 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 dis-ease, of of insecurity between what is and what if it appears before their very eyes. And we talk about what's happening in that space between the two. And generally they want to build, literally, literally and, and figuratively build a bridge to help them get from what is to that desired state of what if, hmm. what happens. This happens in every coaching conversation. It just so happens with Lego serious play, you see it. Yeah. And no, you see I, yeah. the impossible, you can do the impossible. Mm. So a Chinese proverb. <laughs> I, I love it. Actually, I'm just like imagining as you're speaking and I can see how transformational that can be and almost therapeutic as well. And I'm glad you kind of d- d- distinguish between, you know, uh, the, the the psychology and therapist type of stuff where you go in the past and coaching, um, because I think there's a lot of misconception about what coaching is. So I'm, I'm happy to yeah. hear that. But um, have you seen like, especially having been a therapist in the past, like, is it like, do you sometimes put on like a therapist hat or you like, how is how, you know, how much are you, I guess, balance doing the balancing act between the sure. two? Yeah, well, ethically, I I, I want to make clear I'm no longer a therapist. Okay. I, I provide therapy, and as I've shared many times, especially early on when people are like, "Well, I'm choosing you because you are a therapist," and I said, "Listen, coaching is not therapy, mm-hmm. but it or can be therapeutic, right?" Mm-hmm. So. What what I what I would like to say is that yes, people learning about 
learning about a story that they keep playing over and over again mm. and and learning that they can that they can stop that record from playing and 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 play a new tune if you will and 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 usually that's in the the form of shifting a way of thinking and and that is that is a here and now and future conversation sure that record was initially <laughs> scratched and and imbued with that tune in the past mm-hmm. i'm not trying to i'm not trying to have you change that record in the past i'm just want i'm just saying does that song still work for you <laughs> i you want to dance in this way but that song that you're telling me about I don't see it lining up with how you want to dance. So how would you like to dance? Mm-hmm. And, how, and what song can we change in the mm-hmm. in now so that so that you're more aligned, that you're more, you know, harmonious with with the tune that's playing in your head? I'm, I'm getting a little deep and philosophical here. Hope you don't mind. Yeah, but, please. But yeah. so much of that is is coaching and, you know, not to belabor it too much, but it is challenging for many people to 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 just shift that that way of thinking or that way of being just like that right mm. need is to be anchored and to have a, something tangible to to allow them to say okay this is the change that i want to have and i'm pretending like i have lego in my hand i can i can <laughs> pull, i can bring some up right here if i i this this here is the change that I want. And I and and when I see it, I can talk about it and talk about how I want it to change or talk about how I want it to adapt. And then and then when the session's over, that that story is still imbued right there in the bricks. It doesn't float away like most conversations do. Mm. That's that is uh you know the power of being able to use these these tools and yes i do like to think that so much of my work is therapeutic and mm-hmm. i think that's okay yeah do i make referrals out if i notice that 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 this is that no matter what that song is going to keep playing mm-hmm. that's when we say okay i'm yeah you know, and this is, it's a psychology term, but knowing the scope of practice and the scope of competence. I, because I was a therapist, I have the scope of competence, but it is, but it is outside my scope of practice mm-hmm. to help you in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm on the board of the International Coaching Federation, my local chapter, and I speak at the the global chapter and I, because the ethics and and the only way we can build our profession is really to to do it justice mm-hmm. and to know that yeah we shouldn't go into that space where clinicians right. and therapists are it it's not good for them us and most importantly our clients yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I like that distinguish uh, the the fact that you distinguish so well. I just think there's a lot of again just misconceptions about what what all those yeah. things are, and I think it's really um. But yeah, I agree. I think I, what you're describing, just thinking about like playing with Legos and building that out, or is already therapeutic for me. I'm, you know, just the I like it really is like there's something calming about that, and there's a focus, and I can also see how it can be such a great conversation starter for you know, clients or even in, in group workshops as well. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm. I, so the, some of the research, the, um, of, of the work around Lego series play methods, uh, revolves from Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, Mike Csikszentmihalyi. He was the, the guy who, who founded flow states, right? Okay, so yeah. a lot of us know the idea of a flow state. We've all been in one and we're all really mad the moment that it ends because we were like, <laughs> that was great. How can I get back to that? And what I tell people generally is the best way to get into a flow state is by using your body and doing something that is uh, simple, but challenging. That's what what a flow state is. It's something that raises the anxiety just a little bit, but not Mm -hmm. so much that you get nervous. And that is challenging um, thought provoking, but not so much that you feel, you know, like you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, as much as I use and play with Lego all throughout the day, I try almost every night to, to just sit with a Lego kit and just build, spend a few moments quietly. It calms me down. And I think Lego will show you with their market share in the last few years that a lot of people, if you go onto the website, you see Lego for adults. There are tons of sets yeah. just for us, right? It's not a kid's toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, it is and more. So yeah. 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 Nice. That so be- that's really, really powerful for all of us that we need yeah. so much more when phones are dinging and everything, so much content, so much so many distractions, you mm-hmm. know, using our hands and and kind of quieting down ourselves. And for me, it's doing it in that way. I encourage anybody to figure out their own way of finding that finding that meditative state to to relax. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, I I agree with you. I I catch myself being so distracted so you know and it's just like you might especially like my mind is like all over the place because i'm so stimulated from all different areas and i have to literally my thing is like i do walks just to get away otherwise you're just so stimulated continuously so again like i I can see how um lego sears play like just playing with legos is probably just so uh relaxing and, and you know and it's just it makes for an engaged person as well and you know, me so and many of us have thoughts that go in so many different directions. Mm. And we do that because we can think in this way and that way and that way. But you can only really build one thing at a time. And so that's what makes it really powerful um, is that is that, you know, the client, whether it's an individual or or a person on a team and everybody on the team is building something, they they build that one thing and they, and they talk about that one thing. And yes, we can move on to the next thing, but then they'd have to build the next thing. So mm-hmm. it really does narrow um, in a good way, our, our focus. And it gets us to say, okay, what is this, this singular thing that, that I can focus on 
because yeah, I have to take walks too, <laughs> just to get out because there's so much, just so much coming at us. Mm -hmm. And especially if we're moving throughout the world, right. If we're doing a lot of things and, you know, figuratively moving, you know, on our life journey, the more we move, the more things are coming at us, the more we actually have to step off of that path and go on a <laughs> solitary walk for a few moments <laughs> to, find our, to find ourselves again, right? Yeah, absolutely. Before I ask you my last question, uh, where can people find you? Where, where, you know, where, where do you hang out at online? Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm... <laughs> I think I'm on LinkedIn a little more than I need to be. <laughs> that's my, that's, that's a, that's where I go to hang out. Um, but, but really it's, you know, it's such a, a wonderful visual and textual medium. And because of the work I do is so visual and, and uh, it, it's a wonderful place for me to go and share what I'm working on, how I'm working on it. And so, so for me, it's LinkedIn, uh, and my name, Paul Sandbar, and uh, and there you'll see me in in all my brickness, my Lego brickness, and <laughs> and, and while it is professional, I I you know as I tell people, play is the way, and you know if I can briefly say, I, I used to I used to shy away from from owning that part of me. I thought you know. People won't take me seriously. I didn't work enough long enough in the business world before becoming a therapist, and and now I'm back in the quote unquote business world, helping you know leaders and you know C suite and 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 you know senior vice presidents and helping these helping these and what will they think if if that if if play and Lego heaven forbid mm -hmm. is 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 what I use, but. I also know as soon as I really owned that and I said, you know what? No, this is, this is who I am. This is, this is, you know, who, how I don't mind being represented. And you know what? There are lots of people that may look at that and say, you are a bit out there and that is okay. Because mm -hmm. there are enough people that, that do want to, that do want to see that and go, wow, tell me more about that. And mm -hmm. LinkedIn is generally where they can find me. I mean, I, I have a website and everything, but LinkedIn is usually the the best. I, I guess I've said it three times. So now <laughs> we know <laughs> where to find you. And on top of that, I'm going to include the link in the show notes. So we'll make sure that you're there. Um, the last question I ask all of my guests yeah. is what is one question you wish people would ask themselves more often? it's it's funny i'm actually coming back to that script to that to that record playing and, and really it is the question that i i would love for people to ask themselves more is is whose song mm -hmm. am i dancing to at this moment is it is it somebody else's song you know from my family of origin or or my boss that's telling me to to show up in this way or or is it society's song where i have to 
I have to dance this way so I can so I can buy the next coolest thing or is it the song that is emanating from from my heart that really allows me to to stand up and and dance in the way that you know o- only I can dance with the song that comes from just me mm. I love it I love it. Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, I look forward to hopefully more conversations as that book comes out, which I'm sure you're going <laughs> to, you're going to. It's on really its way. On its way. <laughs> fortunate series of overcorrections. There you go. Thank you. Thank you.